And welcome back to Blue Collar Startup. We took yet another little hiatus. Winter break. Winter. <laughs> that's what we're going to call Is it. Is that what we're calling it? Okay, that's perfect. Winter break. Welcome back from winter break, everybody. Uh, Mike Nelson, your co-host, here with Derek Foster, visionary, founder of Blue Collar Startup. What's up, How's Derek? How are you? I'm good. Good? Yeah. I've got a cold. It's going around again. I, I don't think it's... holiday cold. I don't think it's COVID. But at this point, I refuse to get tested for COVID. Well, thanks so for putting us all in a room. Yeah, thanks for putting us all in a room together. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah I know. We're, we're just going to be talking <laughs> nonstop. And... Thanks for coming on, Ryan. Here yeah. <laughs> welcome. Good timing. It's not COVID. Uh, no, I just have a cold. So if I sound... Maybe I'll sound like a little extra vocal fry here that's really... Good. People like vocal fry. You sound all scratchy. You could be a whole like James Earl Jones kind of thing. I could try. Yeah. I need to get a little little deeper in my voice. <laughs> anyway, we are joined by an old friend of mine, Ryan Van Amberg from Career Jam, which we're going to talk about today, Career Jam. Uh, Ryan, give us the quick like 30 second about what, what Career Jam is and what you do. Yeah, no, I appreciate you uh, inviting me here to do this. This is fun. Career Jam was birthed out of the whole idea of how do we inspire the next generation talent? How do we retain them here locally in upstate New York when there's all this brain drain? There's all these people and families leaving the area. How do we highlight the actual opportunities for these kids? So we started putting together these large events uh, for school districts to come to and attend and uh, started with eighth and ninth grade, which was really different compared to what was out there at the time. Yeah. Everybody was focused on, you know, 11th and 12th grades and older. And so we started eighth and ninth grade with the idea being before they picked a track in high school, we wanted to expose them to all different career pathways, whether they wanted to go to college or go into a skilled trade, go right into the workforce or some combination. There was no wrong answer there. Mm -hmm. And what we found over the course of the several years of doing this is the educators also weren't aware of all the career opportunities and pathways that existed. So we would put on these large events where these students would come and it's all hands on. Mm -hmm. So minute, you know, one minute they're they're building walls with the bricklayers to putting on clean room suits to learning coding to understanding healthcare to learning finance, but it was all hands on interactive with local employers. So that was the the genesis behind and and how we started Career Jam. It's a, uh, it's fascinating, and and I know, and we've talked about this a little bit, but I know the trades are super hurting for help right now. Like, mm -hmm. what what do you see with what you do with what Career mm -hmm. Career Jam does? Like, what do you what do you see as far as the trades go? As far as uh, kids coming in or like the eighth and ninth graders, like. Give, yeah. Give us the rundown. Yeah, it's a great question. I think one of the things that we've realized are, you know, the trades that are at Career Jam, their booths are very busy. Um, so there's a breakdown from the time the student is in eighth and ninth grade to when they graduate. Um, and there is tremendous, unlimited opportunity in the trades uh, with, you know, the amount of uh, income that these kids coming out of a pre-apprenticeship or apprenticeship program or the construction trades, all that, they're making a ton of money with no debt. Yeah. Um, and their lifestyle is, you know, they're buying new trucks. They're coming in. Um, I know. I keep seeing these like 
24-year-old kids riding around these, like, $90,000 trucks, man. I'm like, what? Right. No, right. No debt, living at living at home and right. saving money. Right, That's man. Like, yeah. Ah. So we, you know, we believe that every kid should be at least exposed to the trades, right? And that's what we used to have in the school system is used to have shop class and different different things like that. So I just had that conversation with my son the other mm-hmm. day. So my son's a freshman, and I was like, hey, buddy. I'm like, do you guys, like, have wood shop or metal shop? I'm like, because when we grew up, like, sixth grade was wood shop, and then seventh and eighth grade was metal shop. And then you could kind of keep going with stuff after that, or both he's had programs. And uh, he was like, yeah, he's like, they call it STEM now, apparently, whatever the hell that stands for. It stands for something, which he told me what it was, and I don't remember what it was. It's science, technology, engineering, and math. Yeah, very good, Derek. I've heard of that before. Man, (laughs) that's amazing. So, yes, those things. Uh, But that was like, but it was like an optional class. Like, you didn't have to take it. I'm like, we had to take like I remember, do you remember doing mechanical drawing and oh, yeah. and wood shop, metal shop? I missed it. So when when I was in high school, they didn't. We didn't have any of that. Are you saying because you're it's, much younger than Ryan? And I mean, I wasn't. What a jerk! Come right out and say that. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So you know, four score and eighteen years ago, guys. Um, so no, it's interesting that you bring that up. That yeah, the the lifestyle yeah. with with the trades. Um, and what's cool about this is. Very often, and I don't know the percentage off off the top of my head, but a lot of these um, these students or or even journeymen can turn into a small business where they're also then hiring. They're mm-hmm. they're they're a job creating entity now. So that's the backbone, as we've all heard at nauseum that, and it's true that those are the backbone. Those companies are the backbone of our economy these small businesses. So why wouldn't we want more people to look at the trades who very often will open their own small business Yeah, and hire more people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just read an article, uh, I think it was the, the Wall Street Journal, that basically if small businesses right now are, they're making up the bulk of the hiring. You know, we have all the tech layoffs going right. on and right. everything else happening in the world and small businesses are still, are still kicking and hiring. Right. And the other side of this, too, is manufacturing. There's so many incredible manufacturing jobs uh, in this area alone uh, that are being overlooked because it's labeled manufacturing. And people have this stigma that they're coming into this old rickety dirt floor, dirty environment when that is not the case anymore. I mean, right. we have some uh, great manufacturers we work with from Rasp Incorporated and Moreau Mm -hmm. to Global Foundries, Plug Power, so many of them, and they're just phenomenal places to work at. And you tour these facilities and you can eat off the floor. I was just in Rasp the other day, actually. We're getting, we're, we just brought them on as a client. Great people. Yeah. Very clean facilities. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, we're excited to work with them, actually. It's going to be cool. And doubly excited because, doubly, bigly, uh, <laughs> doubly excited because uh, I've driven past that facility, I think, eight zillion times yeah. over the course of the last 20 years, you know, and I'm always like looking over like, that underground building over there, what's going what on? What is that? There? Yeah. What yeah. is that? But to your point, though, spotless, right? And Unbelievable. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And or like we were just down, uh, we work with uh, Lismac down in um, mm-hmm. Mechanicville. Same thing. You know, I mean, it's spotless, right? Like it's uh, right. So not the, the dirty. Not at all. And there's so many opportunities within, you know, any every manufacturer needs, whether it's sales, you could be on the floor. They all need accounting. They all need social media, you know, all the HR, yeah. all the stuff. So there's just a lot of opportunities for career pathways in these manufacturers uh, that are just not being talked about at the level that they should be. That, you know, these kids are coming out. And what's cool, too, is a lot of these employers, not just manufacturers, but a lot of these employers, the secret sauce in all this that's not discussed either is you go out of high school into one of these employers and very often one of, you know, these employers will pay for the education. Yeah. So if you want to go on to a degree or certification, they'll cover the costs. Right. It's it's a win-win. Uh, so it, it's, it is a missed opportunity that we're trying to just cultivate uh, a regional wide ecosystem. This is not done in silos. This is not done, you know, Career Jam is here to save the day. This is, hey, let's pull the stakeholders together and really focus on what matters. And it's the students. It's students first. And if that is the um, mission and vision, then egos aside, let's get to work. Yeah. And let's really build an ecosystem that supports the students, but also supports the regional economy (laughs) so they have a sustainable workforce pipeline Mm -hmm. that's coming out. I mean, you look at companies that come into the area that are relocating or building new or even expanding. One of the top questions, top two questions is what's your labor force look like? Mm -hmm. What's your workforce look like? So we need to be able to provide that vehicle and that pipeline and not what, just what 11 to 12. Like? What, what does the labor force look like from, from your standpoint, from what you see? Um, pretty scattered in the sense of just messaging. Um, I think this region can really, and it's being done. You know, We partner a lot with Chambers of Commerce, Capital Region Chamber of Commerce are phenomenal, Rensselaer County Chamber of Commerce. We work with Center for Economic Growth, which is a regional economic development organization, and, and they're all they're doing great work. So it's just again, it's it's collaborating and making sure that the message gets out, not only just trying to attract companies mm-hmm. and talent, but really looking into how do we how do we penetrate a younger demographic who are already here, families are already here. How do we penetrate that and, and and expose them to the different options here? So it's being done. It it just it takes time yeah. and it takes willingness. Uh, but I think because of the labor market and where we're at as a country, everybody's looking at what can we do to fix this. And so our approach is simple: is just to work with the community stakeholders and and organize. And facilitate around, you know, the key sectors that are represented there. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a lot of great work being done by organizations, and now we're just trying to try to coordinate it all. So these kids, at the end of the day, know what's available, and and frankly, the educators. Going back to them, it's been mm-hmm. great working with these school districts because they see the value in. Having like a third party like us help them and support them with all these different career opportunities 
And whether it's guidance counselors, fax teachers, could be a tech teacher, could be a principal, whatever it is, whoever it is, we're able to support that school district with access to local resources. And not just under the Career Jam banner, we work with the Workforce Development Boards and um, other, you know, CBOs, community-based organizations that are doing great work that just either need promotion, coordination, they need a, a contact in the school district, and that's what we're there to do. So it, it's far beyond just an event. Uh, we really work for kind of a holistic approach, full year for full academic year. So these kids, educators, exhibitors at the events, the employers all have continued conversations, continued engagement. So it's not just a one-off event. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That uh, you're cold. I know, right? That you're <sighs> spreading throughout the room. That's right. right. You're welcome. Uh, so you know, you you touched on something I'm I'm curious about. So there there the landscape is vast from a standpoint of the number of organizations that let's say have their hand mm-hmm. in workforce development. Mm-hmm. And if I hear you right, what I hear you saying is that you one of the main focuses of Career Jam is to kind of help bring them all to the same table? Correct. It's all about alignment, right? It's aligning the mission and vision of what the region is trying to do or what the community wants. And so we just bring the parties to the table and and collaborate in the truest sense, whether it is at the event, it's online, however that needs to happen in mm-hmm. person. That is our goal, is to bring these organizations and stakeholders together to say, look, we need to coordinate. How do we do that? Let's let's move forward. So everybody knows what everybody's doing. Yeah. There's not duplication. There's not uh, replication of efforts. And we're able to really just um, streamline all of the access so it's easy access for the students and educators and families. Families are the biggest influencer in all of this. Yeah. Still, the with all the TikTok and social media <laughs> platforms, it's interesting uh, because families at the household level are still the number one far and wide, far and wide, the biggest influencer. Yeah. And, and what's shocking in this is like guidance counselors are like number three in the single digits percentage wise. So we need to we need to help the at the household level to understand as well what that looks like for their student who wants to go into the trades mm-hmm. or manufacturing or start their own business. There is a support mechanism here, and there's countless opportunities in the region for them to take advantage of and to be placed. So. And I'm just thinking about, so you, you, you're talking about the guidance counselor in the schools. And this is when you were talking a few minutes ago, this is also a question I had was, what is the role of the school right now as far as workforce development goes? Because from my standpoint, from the outside looking in, the schools are educating our kids, right? Mm-hmm. Is their job to really get involved on the workforce development? Like, I'm just trying to understand, like, you know, where they fall into that. Yeah, that's a, great, I don't, that's a good question. I don't really think about them in that way. That doesn't mean that they are. Yeah. 
that that's kind of a philosophical question that I'll try to answer. Um, without, <laughs> careful, careful. Well, exactly, without making everybody mad at me. But. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you got to think that their their mission is to do the best for the kids and where, yeah. where the opportunity is. Yeah, and I and I and I feel that for sure. I just I just you know I'm thinking about my 18 year old or my 14 year old, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not sure that I've really seen a large impact with either one of them as far as the school and helping them choose a career path, I guess. Yeah, I, I think but maybe that's my kids. It's because they don't <laughs> has career jam been to their, their I school. Don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they've attended I career jam. I won't name the schools. <laughs> I think that's a great question. Uh, I think to start, you know, we've we've been working with dozens of school districts around the capital region for years. Um, what we have seen are just dedicated professionals at all levels of education, superintendents to teachers and guidance counselors, fax teachers, um, everything that are just amazing. They're in it for the right reasons. Um, and oftentimes what I've observed, this is not a, you know, it's not a counseling session that, that I have gleaned from them. What I've observed is they are a little handcuffed and more, more even not just a little, but they're handcuffed by mandates and things that they have to do Mm -hmm. in order for a student to graduate. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're following mandates and standards that have to be met for these students to, to graduate. Um, one of the things we're working with school districts on is they realize that not every school and not every school district is, 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 is nimble is, you know, others, right. To make changes and, and introduce no pro new programs. But what we've realized over the last several years is, is the schools are having the conversation about, we need to do something different to not just send everybody on one path, mm-hmm. which is historically been college. And that's great. I mean, college is, is a great pathway for some students. It is not meant or nor should it be for everyone. I agree. And so that is the realization that has been kind of percolating up that especially with the opportunities, and I'll just kind of tie it back to the capital region, but with the opportunities that are here, you know, I look at like a global foundries who, who has an apprenticeship program, New York state certified apprenticeship program, uh, they can come in right away and start working. So the schools are starting to realize that. Um, obviously, national trends and what's going on mm-hmm. are also realizing that. And, and it's a combination of, okay, we've got all this student debt that these kids can't pay for at a college. They're not even working in a what their degree is. Right. What, how do you then assign value to that college if they're not? You've got the debt issue with the kids. Uh, so I, I think it's just a timing thing, frankly. And these schools naturally and, and honestly, earnestly want to see these kids succeed. And so I think they are doing whatever they can to not only inspire the kids to look at things, um, but to do what, what they can under their parameters to help these students make choices that are 
different than what we've seen yeah. in the past. So um, I don't know if that answers your question, but we are um, we are pleasantly surprised and, and feel very positive about the school districts we get to work with and the dozens we've seen and the, all the educators, they're in it for the right reasons. And sometimes it just comes down to there's not enough hours in the day. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. all experienced that. So if you only have students, if a guidance counselor only has a student for 10 minutes and they have to cover the schedule of the day for the student, they've mm-hmm. got to get them prepared, they've got it this state testing, whatever's coming, you know, all those things that, that come into play in, in high school, then, you know, your limited time, you just have limited time when it comes to really talking about career pathways and what are you interested in? What are your passions? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things we've, uh, we've unearthed over this past year, specifically in 22 is before they come to career jam, we want to get a benchmark of where these kids are. So, we have partnered with Siena College Research Institute that as part of the preparation coming to the live event, we want these kids to take a survey of what are their aptitudes and interests and learning styles and where do they see themselves after high school graduation? How much money do they think they're going to be earning in five years? Those types of quantitative but also qualitative questions um, and start is a benchmark to say, here's school district, here's your entire eighth and ninth grade class. This is where they are. Mm-hmm. It's raw data. Here, economic development organization, we need to do a better job of promoting these industries to the school district because we're missing something. And so it does come down to retaining talent as well. How do we retain, like I was saying earlier? So we are... Um, full on, you know, fully invested in trying to establish that benchmark year over year Mm -hmm. so we can track outcomes. And so we can track these students that how do we influence in a good way? How do we impact them by showing them all these diverse career pathways? Is, Is it moving the needle? And that is given, you know, to the student after they finish the survey, they can download it, they can share it with their households, guidance counselors, Obviously, the school district gets it. It's all, you know, the way we do it, obviously, is all Ed Law 2 compliant, PII compliant. Um, it's aggregated data. And it's there as a, as a way to start looking at how do we retain talent? How do we inspire these kids? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we help them make educated decisions? So that's... That's one of the things that we do as one of the program offerings that we offer at Career Jam as part of the program, as part of the ecosystem. And, you know, we do an annual report and all that where the region and those stakeholders I talked about can look at this data and go, all right, we need to do X. So there's actionable items that come come out of that uh, so we can be better prepared for the up and coming workforce. Um, and start building, whether it's curriculum, programs, certifications, whatever the case is, we have that availability and that knowledge to go, okay, now we can really coordinate all these stakeholders, school systems, uh, community colleges, four-year, WDBs, all these obvious routes that we can, that, that are there in, this, in the community to support it. I'm just thinking about 
if I'm a, if I'm a blue collar business owner, right? And I and because and I say this from the standpoint that I know that you guys are heavily involved in workforce development, and I believe there is a blue collar specific workforce development initiative in the area that you guys are tied to. Or maybe I'm making that up. But I, I've had a few different conversations with, and I don't want to name anybody because it's not my information to give, sure. but uh, different blue-collar organizations. Uh, you've been there for one or two of those conversations as well about being on a workforce development board locally. Yeah, right. Um, right. And it seems like most of them are. So maybe I'm just thinking it's a it's blue-collar uh, specific because it seems like everybody on that board is blue-collar right. you know, business owners or right, right, related right. to it. Um, well, I, I think I can speak to that because um, one of the early adopt, uh, adapters um, and supporters of Career Jam from day one was Curtis Lumber. Gotcha. And they not only are just a phenomenal organization, I love their team. Uh, they do a great job and they are putting their uh, resources where their mouth is. And so you may be referring to their workforce board. Uh, or excuse me, workforce committee, uh, where they've got just a collection of people that want to affect change. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, of course, the workforce development boards that uh, I sit on, which is Saratoga Warren Washington County Workforce Development Board. And uh, that's housed by public and private sector or represented by public and private sector. So, so to, I don't, I want to skip my question I was going to ask, but what you just said gave me another question. So let's start with the another question and we'll circle back to the blue collar specific part. But so there is a Warren, Washington and Saratoga County workforce development board. Mm-hmm. Also, there are some private businesses that have created their own workforce development committee. Mm-hmm. So I guess the first thing I think of is like, again, like, why are there so many splintered factions of mm-hmm. people that are, and I know this is kind of like what you said before is where career gem kind of comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Is you kind of help to pull all these things together. Yeah, we try. And, and I guess I, I'm just, I'm just sitting here wondering why there would be a board and then there would be a committee. Mm-hmm. And I know there's probably a whole bunch of other initiatives of groups of people that are all trying to do the same thing, but they're all trying to do it separately. Help me understand why there are so many, why, why they're all, Separate and splintered and not. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, a lot of it comes down to, you know, the workforce development boards are um, funded by federal dollars and they run uh, the OCs and, and the job centers. Um, when you get into something like what Curtis Lumber do, is doing from a grassroots standpoint that is created by them, that is in response to the lack of labor in lack of workforce in the construction trades. Okay. So Curtis Lumber's focused on the construction trades naturally. Right. Right. But the construction trades are everything from electrical to HVAC to name it, right? Everything yeah. that goes into construction, whether it's house, you know, or residential, commercial. WDBs are there as a as um, a resource for the public to uh, upskill, get a new job. Um, they're, they're there to train and help existing employers, train staff, new hires. They're there also for youth development, um, and jobs. They're also there for folks that 
could have been in jail or prison that are that are coming into um, society again. So helping that. There's a lot of obviously resume uh, services and those types of things. Um, and they work around the clock. I will tell you that. They work yeah. hard. So you find these different kind of committees and boards. The boards are everywhere. It's a national thing. So every community or region will have a workforce development board. Uh, what makes Curtis Lumber unique is they, again, started it from looking at the labor shortage. How do we fix this? Mm-hmm. How do we go about creating awareness in the school districts, but also at the elected official level going, we need to change something. You know, we need to change policy. We need to change our approach here. So they came at it, I think, from a grassroots standpoint and and just the desire to show kids that there are great careers in the construction trades. Um, and it's there's just a lot of opportunity there. So you're going to find that anywhere. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, there's, there's always going to be overlap. Mm-hmm. But there are these niche organizations that are doing things really well that, again, it's just about streamlining and organizing. Yeah. And um, we come into this this region or any other region that we work with from a standpoint of complete, not compete. I'm not interested in knocking anything down. Right. We are there to support the workforce committee with Curtis Lumber, the WDBs and the other community stakeholders as part of the entire ecosystem. Um, so again, going back to that student first model, that, that is the point of all of this. That's the, that's the heart behind it. So we want to just support the organizations, but it's streamlining and it's coordinating. So there isn't as much overlap. But again, some of these are just niche groups that have a need and they are they're doing something about it. Thank you for explaining that to me. My pleasure. That's good. So I got a question that uh, I've been wanting to ask, but how did you... Because now we're in the labor pinch and shortage, and it's almost, you know, everybody's playing catch-up. Right. You had the foresight to see some of this stuff, I'm sure, you know, coming down the road. Um, how did how did you get into this, and what yeah. made you want to take that path? Yeah, no, I, I that's a good question, and I appreciate it. I, there's a lot, um, a lot of other people much smarter than me that saw this coming. Uh, this was something um, I was working at an economic development organization And uh, this idea was brought by one of our major sponsors, Siemens. Um, Career Jam is actually uh, was birthed out of uh, Watertown area. And they were doing it in Jefferson Lewis counties. And we worked with them to say, you guys keep doing it. We can support you. We want to take this and roll with it. After I I was full-time staffer at the Economic Development Organization, and once I, I rolled out of that, uh, the president at the time said, hey, you know, career jam is your baby. Take it with you because it's outgrown us. Right. And and there was real demand and interest in having it in the capital region and all over. So we just developed it from working a one day, one, you know, one time a year event to now it's this full academic year long program and just reinvested, 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 listening to the market, um, iterating as much as we could, 
but there's a lot of people who saw this coming. We just we just decided to do something. And as I, I think I mentioned to you earlier, we started and still do with eighth and ninth grade, which was kind of a head scratcher thing at the time. It's becoming more of this conversation now. It's more regular and socialized. But at the time and when we launched it in 2017, eighth and ninth grade wasn't necessarily on the radar. So we had to do a lot of education of why. Why is this important? And we just stuck with it. And uh, and like I said, it, it, this is not possible without collaborating in partnerships. Um, and and we love that. Like that's our, our whole approach is let's get the community wrapped up doing this and aligning and uh, moving forward. I think that's the fun part. Yeah. It is. Right? It really is. Yeah, like getting everybody and, and maybe that's the, the part of me that's an extrovert, but it's like, yeah, let's get the community together, let's get people doing stuff, let's yeah. get an event happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it sounds sounds amazing. Um so I want to circle back to my question before that I started to ask and then I got distracted. And uh I threw another one in there. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> uh well I was laughing too because you're like a, a question I nice. wanted to ask, and I'm like, yeah, that's because you didn't get a chance to ask it because I keep rattling off questions. That, sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> We're a little out of practice here. It's been been a, been a minute. Your winter break. That's we'll right. Pull, our, we'll pull together. Our winter break. So um, blue-collar business owner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, specifically blue-collar, obviously, because we're a blue-collar startup. But if there's a Career Jam event coming up, mm-hmm. right? Like We have four this year just in the region alone. That's amazing. We're going to be, and just to run that down real quick, we're going to be at Schenectady High School uh, in May. They've asked us to come in, and they're literally suspending all normal instruction for the day, and we're going to have a career jam day uh, where we have different pieces of different um, areas and, and venues of the high school where we'll have the auditorium, we're going to have the gym, where the trade show will be. There's in-classroom activities, but we've got the whole day. That's, That's cool. 25, yeah. 2,600 kids from 9 to 12. Yeah. And it's we're the, the team there, the superintendents, and they're unbelievable uh, at what they are doing at this school to that get sounds these like a kids. smart way to do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, the kids are going to be stoked because they get a day right. off of classes, right? Yeah. So they're going to be involved and, and want to be interactive with what you're doing. Right. It, it'll be fun. and But they've laid the groundwork and have already built a really unique system for their students. And, you know, from the deputy superintendents and the superintendent and the principals we get to, you know, and the faculty, they are just on fire. I mean, it, it, they are some of the greatest people we've had the chance to work with. That's cool. Um, and they are in it. Like, uh, it, it's really inspiring to watch. Um, so that's coming up. Um, and then we've got, we're going to be at Siena College in May as well. We've got Schenectady early May, Siena College end of May, before Memorial, that Memorial week, Day weekend, where we're going to be there for two days, middle school and high school grades 8 through 12. Um, And then we've got in the fall, we're going to be at TechSmart in Malta and Hudson Valley Community College main campus um, also in the fall. So we've got four major events, high school, middle school, where blue collar companies that want to be involved 
we want every type of industry, um, every size business represented at these events because kids only see what they see, right? Yeah. And they can't imagine themselves in a role if they don't see it. So the key is highlighting these opportunities, especially from a small business owner standpoint, that these are real possibilities if you want to do the work, right? You, you want to, uh, so those are, are great opportunities, not only for the company to get exposure, but to start, again, building their workforce pipeline. Well, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm wondering is if I'm a blue collar business owner and I want to um, be involved mm-hmm. because I'm trying to create a you know like i always think of hiring that it's just like sales right and that you always need to have a pipeline going yeah. right you yeah, always yeah. need to be fight feeding that pipeline because you're out you know whether it's a three-month time or six month or whatever it is you're right. always going to need a new hire right and uh whether it's because you're growing or because you're trying to replace someone so my question i guess is how what does it look like for a blue collar business owner to get involved with career jam so that they are, they have a presence at these events, I guess. Is that mm-hmm. how it would, is yeah, that they have a booth. they yeah. have a booth and they can, when, when, what do some of your booth people do? at these? So events? we have anything from, uh, big excavators come in and these kids are climbing in and out of loaders, uh, ambulance. We've got, uh, you know, Saratoga County brought their, uh, really cool brand new Harley Davidson bikes. Uh, so anything and everything is kind of there. Yeah. If you can imagine that there's no, when I talk to employers or exhibitors, there's kind of like sky's the limit and let's get creative and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we work closely with capital region BOCES, Questar three BOCES, capital region BOCES will bring in their Ford fusion electric car. And these kids are like, changing tires and all this kind of stuff. So there's there's kind of no limit in that. Obviously, it's got to be safe. But we work with the employers to come up with creative ideas as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll brainstorm. Like, I want to know, day in the life of, give me an idea. Yeah. And then we can pull different demonstrations out of that. And it doesn't have to be overly complicated. We're not talking about, you know, um, complicated stuff. Simple demonstrations to give them a glimpse of what this career looks like is all we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it can be an easy lift that way. Um, and then they can exhibit, they can sponsor, but it puts them into the ecosystem where they're just getting exposure to these middle school and now high school students by the thousands. And it, and it's an efficient way of promoting your business, not going, you know, school to school, to school, mm-hmm. to school, all these schools are coming to it. So it's an efficient way to spend your day or two to really promote your business and start that workforce pipeline development. Nice. It's impressive. It's a lot of fun. I will tell you that. It sounds like a lot of fun. There's nothing better than seeing these kids come in and, you know, we do it a little differently. So these kids, they think when they're getting dropped off, by the bus and their teachers are, you know, they're coming in the arena or coming to the building. Okay. I'm going to career fair. I'm going to pick up a brochure and we right off the bat, we've got a DJ playing. We've got super large, big screens where there's like trivia going on. And then, you know, you get eight, 900 kids seated in bleachers. We're doing t-shirt tosses and prizes and competitions and getting them psyched. So seeing their eyes 
just, you know, just in awe. They don't even know what this is. Not anything that they thought it was. Right. And then they get to go and experience it with the employers. They're so excited to do that, that, and this is something we learned early on too, and I, I alluded to this earlier, is, you know, the kids don't want to leave because they're having a great time. And they're not there long. I mean, they're bussed in with the school district during a school day, but they're not there long. I mean, you're talking with the prep rally two hours. If they want to do a tour, two and a half hours, three hours maybe. They're walking the career jam floor. They have an hour and 15, hour and a half. So they got to move. Like the idea is, you know, we're not going to let all these kids just kind of linger and, and find something to do that could be dangerous for a lot of reasons. So we keep the timing really tight, but they don't want to leave. And then we also discovered neither do the educators <laughs> and the chaperones. Sure. They don't want to leave either yeah. because what's cool is they're making contacts with employers they don't they never heard of or didn't know existed or wanted to meet but didn't have the time. Yeah. So they're they're able to network and make these connections for further career exploration, whether it's a guest speaker in the classroom, curriculum development, all that stuff is kind of sparked from these types of events. Yeah, it's you know, it's funny that you say that too about they're making connections and I, I'm always like astounded by the fact that there's all these people that are actually looking for work and there's all these people that have job opportunities but they just don't connect for, right. for some reason, right? right? Like it's, it's amazing. Right. And, uh, but I, again, I guess that's the reason why you exist, right? Is to help yeah. form those connections. But yeah. And it, and it is a lot of fun. Um, it, it's been a fun ride and now we're just building to not only, um, grow the company, right. But enhance the user experience. So our, our kind of metric, mm -hmm. if you will, is, we want not only to exceed expectations, but for them to come away going, never going to forget this. And that's not just the students. We want the the educators to feel the same way. Mm -hmm. So if we're if there is not like a major wow factor that when they graduate high school, they don't remember career jam mm -hmm. and attending, we miss the mark. So we're always looking at how do we make sure that it's impactful for these students and educators that it makes not only an impression, but it, it's, it's impactful and helps make a decision, whatever that decision is. Sure. Um, so that's something we, we spent a lot of time on is making sure that the experience that everyone has is far, far exceeds any expectations that they, that they had. And now what's, what's funny is we have schools coming year after year, right? And now we have to introduce, again, it's iterating constantly, new and fun things so it doesn't look the same mm -hmm. or, or it doesn't get stale or, oh, yeah, we did this before. No, we want to we constantly want to iterate and enhance so those school districts that have come year in, year out, there's still that wow factor. There's still that excitement and still that impression and lasting impact that they may have come every year, but this is... They're doing something different. They're doing something unique. They're not, they're not resting on what they've done in the past. So that's, that's again, what we spend a lot of time looking at and, yeah. 
and we want to hear honest feedback from the school districts. We spend time during the summer months and off, I say off season, there's no off season anymore, but when we can, meeting with school officials and teachers and saying, what can we do better? Mm-hmm. What, what's missing? What did you like? What you, like the good, the bad, the ugly. We want it because that's how we get better. Uh, so that's, that's what we do. And we do the same thing with our sponsors, exhibitors. We want to hear that feedback. We're not afraid of that. We want feedback is our friend. And so the more we can do that, the better we will be at delivering an impactful experience for them. It's awesome. What's, um, I know we're getting short on time, but what, one last question for you. If, if there's a blue collar business owner listening, yeah. right. And they have a workforce development problem. Yeah. Uh, what is like one thing that you would tell them to do? That's a great question. Well, first of all, come to career gym. Obviously. First of all. Uh, but second of all, look at collaborating with the BOCES, uh, first and foremost, uh, and then going right to the school districts. Mm-hmm. Those, um, and just hearing from, you know, companies that do that, that take a proactive approach and reach out to the BOCES and reach out to the school districts. A lot of the time, it's not about having the technical background. It's having a work ethic. Right. That's what it comes down to. We can, these, these business owners can teach right. the technical side, right? But that's where I would start is BOCES and then directly in the school districts because they're more, 99% of them, 99.9% welcome that. Yeah. So it's just about finding, especially in the school district, who to talk to. And certainly we can help with that. And that, that again, comes down to that streamlining approach. It's like we can help kind of break down any of those barriers to do that. But that's what I would say. All right. Sounds good. Derek, you any other questions for Mr. Uh, Van Amberg? So one more. Uh, Ryan, you mentioned about your next steps for Career Jam. Where do you see Career Jam going in the future? That's a great question. Um, our our vision, you know, our vision statement is to empower students from all backgrounds and abilities to realize their future. So we've got a lot of work cut out for us because we want to touch as many students and reach as many students as we can across the United States. And that's what we're building towards. And having a world-class team and collaborators and community partners and kind of our grassroots approach is how we're going to do it. Um, we are you know, working actively, obviously, in the capital region, um, throughout New York. We'll be next, uh, New England, and then New England just because we're here and, and logistically speaking. But... And we're building and reinvesting into the infrastructure of the company all the time. So we can be in any community at any given time. Uh, so that's that's the plan, is, is to grow the company to make it as wide and biggest, you know, wide as it, as it is deep an impact as possible across the United States. That's great. It's coming to a city near you. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Coming to a city yeah. near you. What, uh, if someone wants to find you guys, uh, where can they find you on the, the interweb? Yeah, the interwebs. Uh, That's what us old guys call it. Yeah. You're older than me, though. 
I think I think I'm the oldest man, guy in this room. I think you are. Definitely. Whatever. I already threw my jab in. I'm you not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so the best place is our, our website. That's going to give you a ton of information. Nice. We actually have some great video content on there from our previous live events. What the virtual platform looks like, which is just um, extended access, year-round access. So the exhibitors, employers can be in the classroom as well, uh, virtually. Um, so www, if you didn't know that already, .career-jam.com. So it's career-jam.com. Uh, and that's how to get involved. You can register to attend. Uh, certainly send us any questions you have. Um, but that's, yeah, that's the best way to do it. All right. You guys have any of those social media things? Uh, LinkedIn, YouTube. Facebook and Instagram. Okay. We are not on the TikTok yet. The TikTok. Um, I don't see us doing that. Um, but we're uh, those heavily. We've got a ton of video content on YouTube from previous events, but also highlighting uh, local employers around the region. We nice. have the opportunity to do that with uh, CEG and so uh, in the manufacturing sector. So there's tons of content on there. <laughs> that uh, people can can check out and it's you know our our handle or whatever they call that is you know you search for career jam and it and it comes right and up. it pops up yeah awesome well thanks for joining yeah. us man hey appreciate, appreciate you guys this is fun yeah and uh if you guys are looking for us on the interwebs we are bluecollarstartup.io which i can't remember what io stands for but there's a thing BlueCollarStartup.io. We are on Instagram, although I don't post nearly as often as Derek would like me to. And uh, and YouTube. We're definitely on the YouTube, for sure. And you can find this on Spotify, Apple, Google, pretty much anywhere you get podcasts, I think. Definitely those. And uh, please, if you have any questions, please send us in questions that we can ask our um our, our contestants, they're not contestants. Have we, contestants. Have we, have we gotten any yet? <laughs> we had one question on a, on a YouTube video, actually. Okay. Um, but we, I, we do want to start doing a, a Q&A episode, yeah. like once a month or something along those lines. So if you have questions and you're listening to this, uh, send them in. You can either you know drop them on the YouTube uh, video and we'll get them, or you can even uh, email us at hardhat at bluecollarstartup.io. That's hard hat at bluecollarstartup.io. I can't even speak right now. It's your cold. I guess. It's not a cold. It's like a tickle in my throat. Guys, thanks a lot. Thank you. Appreciate Appreciate it. it. Till next time, D-Rock. We'll see you.